0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for the 30th anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And yes, that is Kenneth coming up from underneath the sewers of New York.
1: All for one movie. Look at you. You are a machine
0: gamcast got to be more prepared. Can't just rest all on your shoulders. I got to shoulder some of this, all right? You got broad shoulders. And they're only getting broader.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we're going to chat the 30th anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which, which I have mentioned in the past is the first movie I remember watching in the theater. This was the second one. Yeah, because you watched '89 Batman, right?
0: '89 Batman was my first, and yeah. I immediately followed it with this one here. Yeah, my uh, uh, well, Trevor at the time, yeah, my stepdad, he uh, he brought me and John to that one, and then Grammy brought my brother and I to the Ninja Turtles.
1: That's cool.
0: Now I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't think it was opening night. I'm almost certain it wasn't because I don't remember it being busy or anything like that. But, yeah, we definitely saw it in the theater.
1: When did so, Batman come out in eighty nine was it it was fall like right?
0: A, I thought it was a summer.
1: was it a summer movie?
0: Um, I'm almost certain it was, but i i couldn't I couldn't tell
1: you cause this was March thirtieth, nineteen ninety so it would have only been months after Batman mm-hmm. yeah, it was a nice one two punch. I'm pretty sure we went opening week on this because my my dad got the newspaper and we flipped it open. I, I think I mentioned this on another camcast, but yeah, there was that have. image of them coming out of the sewer, you know, peeking their heads out. Yeah. Oh, and we were like, "Oh my god, Ninja Turtle movie!" It's back in that day. Yeah. You didn't know a movie's coming out until you looked in the newspaper.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. I actually, I almost, uh, I almost went on YouTube to find if they like the trailer for this but i uh i forgot and then when i by the time i thought about it i was mm-hmm. like eating ribs before you zoomed me and i was like uh well it's it's too late now <laughs> i'll just let it ride for now let it ride it was an yeah. awesome trailer i bet it was i bet it
1: was it, i don't think it really showed them it was just like the sound effects and the narrator and like it, it showed well, their shadows and everything i think
0: i mean like i I feel like that's the only way to do it, especially for this and probably for budget reasons too. Yeah. You know, yeah,
1: because this had a tiny, well, I mean, it's probably a decent sized budget for back then, but I mean, Um,
0: I I actually have the info. So it is, it is a fairly big budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like it's one of those where I saw the number, I was like, whoa, that's kind of surprising. But then I was like, but if you think about it, it actually makes sense.
1: Well, it was thirteen million.
0: Thirteen point five. You're good.
1: Thirteen point five. Okay. Now, there's really no big stars in the movie, so I think that whole that whole cost went right to Jim Hanson doing the movie.
0: I think it was uh, well. First of all, definitely the uh, the animatronics uh, and the costumes. Yeah, that's that's for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, although uh, Corey Feldman. Was the biggest name on this whole cast?
1: He was, and he was only a voice.
0: And he was only a voice, but I guarantee you, he he was getting top dollar because this yeah, was, was also
1: he was huge. Yeah, this is like right in the midst of his his big time.
0: Yeah, like this, he was is in friggin' like,
1: everything, like everything. You don't realize yeah. how much Corey Feldman was in until you look at his IMDb and go, "Wow, he was literally in everything." <laughs>
0: Yeah, and then, and then you literally think about it, you go, I've watched like 90% of what he's been in up until yeah. a certain point, yeah. you know? It was like, uh, I think when it, after Lost Boys, when he really started uh, teaming up with Corey Haim.
2: Right. That that's I, where I, his, just, his that's where I to...
0: kind of started to, well, I mean, you know, for both of them, it was like, it reached the apex, right?
1: Yeah. But, you know. You can also uh, do a cover of the theme song from this movie. that's a
0: tough one that's a tough one
1: i i could look up the lyrics but it was like turtle power or something
0: that's not the theme song that's the end that's the outro song for the The outro but the intro was like that oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) which uh i gotta tell you after this i'll probably have that as my ringtone
1: (laughs) it's such a good read yeah that'd be awesome (laughs)
0: <laughs> it would be because like, and what I love about doing runtones like that is that like you'll always pick out people that hear it, and you'll you'll either get people going like they don't even register it, or they'll go wait wait a minute, is that the Ninja Turtles?
1: <laughs> it was a great theme song too because I I'm happy they didn't go with the animated series theme.
0: Well, yeah, no kidding. What is it? Uh, Raphael is uh, cruel or cool but rude. Yeah, and. uh oh man Michelangelo's got a laid-back attitude or something like that
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's it I
0: remember more of the Nickelodeon one where they it's hard to explain but it's just like uh it's the same idea they do the same thing but it's like Donatello is a fellow he's got a way with machines (laughs) 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 um Leonardo's the leader of blue does anything it takes to get his ninjas through oh man i had it i had a bunch of them michelangelo uh is a hell of a guy and you know just where to find him when it's party time (laughs) and then it's like uh man i wish i remembered Raphael's, because his was good too they all had pretty good lines and then it's like and uh Master Splinter taught them everything they need to be one lean, mean, green turtle machine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: awesome.
0: Uh, But I watched the shit out of that show, actually. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I never really caught any of that Nickelodeon one.
0: Well, the two seasons are on uh, Netflix right now. Are they? They've actually been on Netflix steadily, so uh, that shouldn't be an issue there. And then uh, Prime's got them. I think you have to sign up for. Channel bundle or something.
1: Oh, that stars or whatever it is.
0: I I think it might actually be Nickelodeon.
1: Oh, I didn't know they were on there.
0: Uh, but that, yeah. So I watched uh four seasons of the five, I think almost four, almost four because they they uh were weird. They did full seasons, right? So you had Mm -hmm. like 22 23 episodes, not 14 or 10 or 13 or whatever the Netflix decides to do, yeah. Although, speaking of Netflix, she
1: season five, finished it. She-Ra? Finished the whole show. she Yep. I didn't know you were watching She-Ra.
0: I never mentioned that? I never brought no. this up? Oh. You're talking,
1: the original series?
0: Oh, God, no, no. I'm talking about the Netflix one.
1: Oh, the She-Ra, new one. she the
0: Princesses of Power.
1: The yes. Princesses of Power.
0: Yes, yes. I didn't realize
1: it was even that on. I thought it was only on a second season. I didn't know it was on that long
0: uh well it's only been 2008 but it's netflix right so i think uh first two seasons were like 13 episodes i think the third season was seven episodes and then okay like, yeah. 15, 15 or something like that yeah. it was like i can't remember 52 episodes i think ultimately but either way great show absolutely great show um Hmm. Surprisingly, like very, very like LGBTQ plus whatever add-ons are to that, because I never really know.
1: Add-ons.
0: I, I never I, really know.
1: I, you had it until you the add-ons. <laughs> All right. Okay,
0: okay. So I had it. I had it. Yeah. But anyway, so um it's probably one of those ones where like as I was watching it, uh the closest that I would say. Or, like, the way they're making, like, everything inclusive would be, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay. Like, they don't really make a big deal about gay or straight or whatever. It's just, that's just a part of who you are, but that's not who you are, you know? It's
1: there, but it's not, like, there, you know?
0: Right, right, exactly. Which Uh, is what
1: I love. Like, I, I, I love it when they do that, because, I mean... It, sometimes it it's takes the other the show if they really put a big big spotlight on it. it it's cool like if it's just there you know
0: or if they they make it so that like that's your character yeah you know you're uh you're kenneth the gay guy you're not kenneth the husband you know the dog owner the the warehouse guy the geek pants media extraordinaire and right. you also happen to be gay you just you know what i mean like it's just one of those like Check on the list of things. Are you? I, I could have said me. Okay. I'll, you, got, you got weird. I'll say me.
1: So, <laughs> it's Chris fine. Was I was guy. fine with Kent the Gay Guy until you started to break it down into like who I really am in real life. And you're like, see, not all that stuff. You're just the gay guy. But that's what I mean. Like, so like, I always. Adrian is my wife, not my husband. I want.
0: <laughs> Depends on how you spell Adrian.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Adrian nah. could be a husband. No. No. That's my wife. Born a woman. Uh, but but you, you get what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, I get it's, what you're
0: it's, saying. it's not just no. like Chris is gay and that's his only character trait is that he's yeah. gay. And that's not even like uh, uh, the character trait. It's also like the type of gay that that person is, right? So it's always just like, uh, whereas like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is very, fairly inclusive in that regard. The only thing would be, I would say, uh, was the, how far are you? Have, are you caught oh, up with- right up okay so like when rosa came out as spy, yep i know there was some people that were like ah uh, uh, but i was like i actually thought that was handled fairly well you know what i mean
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they would have had to devote an episode to it right yeah but other than that like it's not just you know it's just another facet of rosa's character it's not just yeah. now she's gay right or bisexual I'm- i should say i i was fine with that yeah, I had no issues. In fact, the, the, when I saw people had issues, I was like, oh, get it off it. She wasn't going to sleep with you anyway. <laughs> Rosa, the character, and of course, uh, the actress who plays her,
1: who, yep. uh, who put her name in the hat for exactly. Batwoman. Exactly. She wants to be Batwoman.
0: You know, and also by in real life. Not that that means anything. I'm just saying. It's no.
1: Just, well, I, mean, I, I think I you have know. to. I think you have to to go into the running for a Batwoman, though.
0: I think yeah, I think you gotta be you gotta be I, a queen. I mean I guess.
1: this the execs are actually saying we want someone from that community to play this character again. So I mean why not, right? I mean it doesn't matter to me, but um, I it just it gets the only more... downside with her playing Batwoman is it could possibly take her out of Brooklyn nine nine. I'm not cool with that. <laughs> I
0: think they'd be able to do a workaround. I think they would it depends
1: on shooting schedules, I guess.
0: That's that's what I'm getting at. Like I think that they could do it or work it. Because Batwoman um, is in
1: Vancouver. So, I mean, all those CW I, shows are shown in BC.
0: But I agree with you. If, if my choice is Rosa or Batwoman, I'm yeah. taking Rosa all day long.
1: All day long. Yeah. Fuck Batwoman.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Batwoman. <laughs>
2: <Yeah.
0: laughs> Put that as a hashtag. Geek yeah. Dance. Fuck Batwoman. <laughs> and then we'll get lit up. We'll get lit up hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what if that happens we'll just say just watch the episode just watch the episode
1: that's that's because the episode title <laughs> we're not gonna well, put no, you in the title anymore
0: that's our response is just watch the episode because just you, you don't know why we're saying "fuck batman or batwoman yeah.
1: you know yeah fuck batman too fuck yeah why those, not right? all those bad people
0: yeah um so yeah so so there's that there was someone else to put her name in the hat for uh batwoman i can't remember now
1: do you remember? Uh I don't I, I saw it, but I, I wasn't aware of who it was. Like I'm not I don't know anything she's been in, so mm-hmm.
0: she looked okay. the
1: role though. She looked closer to Ruby Rose.
0: Yes, and that's she the was, um,
1: she's actually on another DC show. She was on Legends of Tomorrow or something, it said.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. I can't place it right now, but uh, regardless. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: So, TMNT.
0: TMNT. Uh, I'm pretty pumped for this. I've been TMNT. itching for this for a long time.
1: This was a quick movie, too, because when, when did... uh, When did Larry Eastman uh, bring out the first issue? 87?
0: Uh, Somewhere around there. 87, 88. So, no, 87, 87.
1: 87, and then immediately animated series.
0: It was amazing, instantly huge. In fact, I remember watching... Uh, the toys that made us is that the show on netflix yeah yep. right and I, I specifically that's the only one i watched was the digital one and like even they were saying like it's crazy like we started out doing the comic book and within a couple of issues it went it went from like nobody really buying it to just everyone had to buy it
1: what's well, kind of nuts i mean they did this little black and white thing in their apartments or whatever it was a dark comic. It was dark, like the animated series made it happy with colors and shit. But like the actual comic at first was not a kiddie comic book at all.
0: No, and in fact, uh, I remember the second cartoon that came out, and that one is actually closer to the book than the first cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah, the first first cartoon is totally for kids. Oh, you're talking about where, that one
1: in like 2001 or something, right? In between yep. the Nickelodeon and the original. Yep. Okay, I, I vaguely remember that one. I watched. Uh, I watched it enough to be like, "Oh, okay." But of course, it was
0: during that time period where, like, they had rebooted He-Man. Yeah. You know, and uh, all the cartoons were kind of in that like uh, youth seven, where older fans can watch it and be like, "Oh, okay," because it's a bit more serious. It took the, the material a bit more serious. Um, but I didn't actually watch it all the way just because like at that point I was like ah you know I'm not really
2: mm-hmm.
0: not really feeling it I wasn't too um I guess I wasn't ready to see different versions of these characters you know yeah because like because you and I both we we uh we started with the cartoon um and then immediately the movies but of course the cartoon was always a big part so that was that was it for me. Like that was my version of the, the Ninja Turtles.
1: I never even got to watch the cartoon very often. I had a few episodes recorded from my aunt because we never had them uh turtles on two and four. So really I was
0: in the same boat, I didn't get to really see much it was, of it. It was more the
1: action figures than the than the cartoon that got me into them.
0: You know what? I always find it funny with when we talk about this stuff because I forget that you and I had the same channels and we had similar things where we had people recording this stuff for yeah. us. So I had something similar and, and I remember just being like enthralled by it. But yeah, you so had to know
1: someone with one of those ginormous satellites in their backyard to get the cool yeah. cartoons.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
0: did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but I was surprised how long the cartoon lasted for.
1: What was it, four years, five years?
0: I think it was longer than that.
1: Really? Yeah, be interesting. I actually,
0: I think it was closer to eight. To be honest, I'm going to take a look. You do, do that, actually. And while you're doing that, um, I'm going to uh, not do anything. I forgot what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> you're doing a great job of doing nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, holy shit. That is a really long cartoon. Ten years.
2: Ten years. Okay. So.
1: It, first episode was December 14th, 1987. So literally the year the comic came out. hmm And final episode was November 2nd, 1996. That's a long run for a cartoon. That's gross, too. And, and then it spawned uh, the
0: Mirage comics which I checked out, which were also closer to the TV show the cartoon.
1: I never checked them. Oh no. I never checked the Mirage comics. I I checked out um, Archie comics did some turtle adventure comics.
0: Well, that's, yeah. So that actually, uh, sorry, no, I, I meant to say Mirage was the car, the toy makers. That's right. Okay. That's right. Archie Comics was what I meant to say. Yeah, Archie
1: were yeah they were doing like the more kiddie version of the comic book.
0: Yeah, and then um, it got um, a little bit more adult as it went on, but it wasn't anything too crazy.
1: Then there was uh, Dreamwave. I think did a did a comic in in the early two thousands. They adapted that other TV series.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, Pat and Pat
1: Lee, I think, was doing the art on that. That was a pretty cool book.
0: I D W is currently doing it right, or EDW is doing. Yeah, do it. they just
1: passed a hundred issues. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like Eastman's been capturing that thing all the way through. Like he's doing covers, he's co-writing. He's yeah every issue.
0: That was actually one of my favorite parts about the uh, the toys. Uh, believe me, guys, we will get to the movie. Believe me. But that uh, uh, <laughs> the toys that made us. That was one of my favorite parts. It was also like we we're talking about the global phenomenon that was the Ninja Turtles. And then also ultimately how they had a falling out and then they got back together, which I thought was really cool.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that was cool.
0: But yeah, like it is like you're saying, like getting back to that, it is crazy how quickly this took over the world. Like it's absolutely nuts.
1: 1984 was the first comic.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So three
1: years still. Okay. So it was three years to the cartoon and then three years from the cartoons of the movie. Mm -hmm. That's quick. Because well, I always thought Spawn was quick. Like, comic was 92 and then the movie was 97. I was like, five years is a quick turnaround for a feature film. That is. This is even quicker if you think about it. They get like a hit TV series, a whole toy line, a movie. Like, yeah, because didn't they get the TV show after the movie
0: in Spawn's case?
1: Yes, the HBO series came out after.
0: The HBO series was way closer to the source material. Oh, it
1: was dark.
0: That movie. I remember watching that in the theater and wanting to like it so badly because it was a comic book movie. And
1: yeah. I, I honestly, I enjoyed a lot of it until the very end when it was just like so much CGI, you can't even tell what was going on.
0: I, I, Me too. I, I thought like overall it was good. Um, I think I benefited because I wasn't a diehard Spawn fan, right? Like I knew enough... Same here. Yeah. Um, a, a violator and, and all that. And I thought John Amo, uh was perfect casting. And then the way they did him was perfect as well. He looked great. Yeah, both, both. But then once once it got into hell with Mel Malbolgia, I remember just being like, what the fuck is happening?
2: Yeah. And
0: I hadn't had that feeling up until uh, the end of Hulk, where Hulk is fighting uh, his absorbing dad. Yeah. And I remember just being like, "What is happening?" Can't
1: even tell what's going on. There's, it's just there's too much CGI. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it hurt the eyes.
0: Ugh, it hurt the brain. You couldn't focus. Exactly, you're trying to like figure out what's happening. Yeah, you know, I was just like, "Ugh, fuck it." And also. The CGI was the shits. Oh, it was
1: garbage. Can you imagine how amazing Violator and Malbogia would have looked if they did it TMNT style? Like animatronics and everything? Especially
0: because, like, the clown looked so good. Yeah. Um, And then, like, Malbogia... Or not Malbogia, but the the real Violator, the actual Violator, wasn't too bad with the live-action animatronics. Yeah. Except when like you would envision in the comic books, like when he talks, his mouth is moving and that he just kind of had to hang, right? So it was just, ah.
2: Yeah.
0: But then again, they they probably spent what little budget they had on uh, Michael J. White and the CGI, because there was a lot of CGI in that movie.
1: CGI was way too much. It was just... And and that's the thing. Like, that's why... It's
0: not that it was way too much. It's just it was too soon for that type of movie. Yes. I know that they were trying to jump on the fact that image was huge and spawn was one of the top sellers, but like, like Savage Dragon was another one that they wanted to do a movie for. And Eric Larson was like, it's going to look stupid. Like until we get to a point where you can make a guy look like Savage Dragon, you know, the huge, top-heavy, tiny legs thing. Yeah. You know, the, the, there's no point. But, you know, and then I'm not bashing Topic McFarland for going ahead and doing it because, let's face it, if he could have made Big Bank on it, good for him. Mm. Right? But that's the kind of character where, you know, if they would have released it now, I think it would have done a lot
1: better. Oh, definitely. And it would have looked a lot better. But CGI in the 90s was awful. Like, I don't know why anyone would touch it in the 90s until it was ready. Like, animatronics uh, and, and practical depends, effects, all though. that looked insane.
0: It depends, though. I mean, do you remember modern-day classic Lawnmower Man?
1: <laughs> yeah. Did not look good. No, what? That looked Did like look it was
2: great.
1: <laughs> it looked very,
0: actually, very I bad. Have I have yet to watch it. I don't think I ever will, just because, like... Uh,
1: th-
2: those sequences so will take
1: you completely beautiful. out of the movie. And yeah, that I one know. was even earlier. That's like 93 or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the ending of Blade, the CG at the ending of Blade took me totally out of the movie.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, ugh. But, and there, it's not even that crazy, like, but the two parts, like when uh, he gets his hand cut off and blood forms it back. And that was just like, ugh. and then the other part where his torso is split. And then yeah, it's it floating it around. And both times, both times, I'm like, that's cool. It just didn't look cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But we'll save that for our monumental Blade Camcast. The the Blade trilogy is coming. coming. Which is coming. Don't you worry. It's
1: coming. It's on the to-do list.
0: In the meantime, it is, this is it. This is it. Ninja Turtles Camcast starting now. Now, we mentioned Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Those are the creators. Yep mentioned this was released in 1990 we didn't talk about the director steven Barron, right really only did uh another seminal classic coneheads everything else i was like
1: okay he's literally like if you look at his imdb he's done four movies everything is music videos
0: yeah music videos and like some tv shows but that's it
1: yeah yeah it's crazy um trying to find although have you you watched cone heads right oh yeah
0: yeah as soon as i saw that on the on his list i'm like i gotta watch that movie again because i fucking love that i
1: love Coneheads. i haven't seen it in years but i mean it's probably
0: been 20 years since i've seen it
1: the cast is so good in it like all those snl guys are like spades in here farley's in here i think sandler in there
0: i can't remember sandler's in there uh but i think kevin Nealon made an appearance
1: Neilan's in there for sure.
0: Uh, and then, of course, the fact that Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin reprised the roles. Yeah. You know, and uh, had a smoking hot daughter. I mean, what more could you ask for? Yeah,
1: yeah. when you're attracted to a woman with a cone head.
0: <laughs> it's not just the cone. It's, it's not just everything. the cone. everything.
1: It was the whole package. But mostly the cone, obviously. Yeah. Mostly the cone. <laughs> um, okay, so... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Steve Barron was the director on it. Yep. The writers, I looked at the writers too, they've really done nothing.
0: Which is a shame because it's actually a fairly well written movie.
1: Yeah, so like it's it's Bobby Herbeck, who um did a bunch of Leslie Nielsen movies.
0: Uh that's probably that's probably why it was actually legit funny.
1: Yeah, so that's where the humor comes from. And then the heart of the movie comes from the other writer, I think, who is uh Todd Langan that wrote on The Wonder Years. Ah, oh, okay. So, two very different voices to, to combine together, which nailed yeah. the Turtles.
0: Yeah, and it's weird that they've never, ever looked at this format moving forward. Right. The closest would be 2007's uh, TMNT.
2: Yeah.
0: Where but even then I would say that this is a intentionally a funnier movie. Whereas TMNT, I wouldn't say is, is, is that funny per se?
1: It's, uh, I don't know. It, different humor, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's not that I was like laughing my ass off the entire movie, but like, uh, well, I guess it's, yeah, part of it's a different movie because most of the stuff, the wisecracks are coming while they're fighting. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and- and this movie nail this this movie nails the lightness of of the the anime series, but the darkness of the comic book. Like it's a perfect in between. Like the Shredder scenes in here are dark, like they're creepy.
0: Well, I mean, we're they're bordering on cult personality with yeah. Shredder and these kids, and they they use the term like family a lot. Yeah. But it's really cutting coming close to basically going like, yeah, well, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a yeah. cult, you know. Yeah. Um but yeah, like oh by the way, most of the notes are just like stuff I liked and stuff you like, okay. And quotes. Like I don't think there's really anything I didn't like in this movie at <laughs> all, actually. Although I, I found it interesting, like the reviews savage this pretty badly. Like the critics were all over this movie.
1: Yeah it wasn't um, it, i mean like 60% kind of thing like yeah they roger really ebert killed the was second one of and the ones. third movie
0: <laughs> wow well, there's a pretty good reason for, for that one.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: both of those movies uh roger ebert was probably one of the only ones that was like like i don't know what you guys were expecting like this, it's a good movie for what it is like
1: yeah <laughs> human sized turtles doing ninja moves against like this Japanese...
0: Giant can opener. You know? yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so, yeah. It's so good. It's so, so good. So, okay, where do you want to start? You want just you want to run down pros or cons or what? I was just going to do a, a, a casting roll call. All right, let's do it. Um, So, uh, like
0: we mentioned, aside from Corey Feldman, who voiced Donatello, nobody else is a big name. And even after the fact, nobody else really like uh well first of all judith Hoag is april o'neill
1: mm-hmm.
0: um still one of my favorite representations of april o'neill
1: she was fantastic
0: um though
1: i do love Paige turco in the second and third too
0: i i have no issues with her per se
1: yeah uh
0: i'm not sure why judith Hogue was not cast again though
1: i don't know i i was actually going to look that up to see uh there was a dispute or she was busy with yeah, something else? Or... I, I meant to do that and I, and
0: I didn't. I was I was doing other things.
1: I'll do that before we talk the second one to figure out why.
0: Okay, perfect. That works for me. Um, not that I didn't like Shirko, uh, but I just, I don't know, there was something about Judith Hogue that I felt like really captured all aspects of this character. Uh, and then the only one that I thought was really good afterwards was, well... The TMNT uh, is good. Like, I like her, that all the characters in that movie I like because uh, they're like older versions of these characters. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, but I also like the Nickelodeon versions as well. And that's like a straight reboot. But uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: anyway, so Judith Hoag is April O'Neill, Elias, or Elias Coteus as Casey Jones.
1: I love Elias Coteus.
0: Yeah, because of this movie, when I see these people in other movies, I go,
1: oh, 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 I did that 25, 30 years. Every time he appeared in a movie, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Casey yeah. Jones.
0: And, <laughs> and really, aside from Casey Jones, he's only ever played bad guys.
1: <laughs> bad guys are like really bitchy cops.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, now... um, So it's kind of interesting. So the voices are as follows. Brian Tochi or Toki is Leonardo. Yep. Josh Pace is Raphael. Yep. And Robbie Rist is Michelangelo. The cool part, though, is that of all of them, Josh Pace is the only one that does the voice and the actual action as Raphael. Mm Mm-hmm. It was incredible. I actually did three different fact checks just to make sure I I know, I did
1: the same thing, because I was looking at the IMDb list, and they got the voice, and then the character, and the voice, and the character, and the voice, and the character, and then Raphael was just, it just said Raphael, and just, right, and that was it, and I re-round the credits of the
0: movie, just to make sure, and sure, yeah, so he did the voice, and the actions, which is awesome, super cool, absolutely cool, Uh, David Foreman is the actual body guy for Leonardo, Leif Tilden is the body guy for Donatello, and Michelin Sisti is Michelangelo, Here's where I thought it was kind of interesting. Kevin Clash does the voice for uh, Splinter. Mm -hmm. He's got an awesome name, by the way, Kevin Clash. That guy's a wrestler. He should have been a wrestler. Or (laughs) an 80s private detective.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or not even a private detective, but a private investigator. Like, the ones where the cops are just like, ugh, they called in Clash. (laughs) (laughs) You dirty rat! Yeah, um... But uh, here's where I, I was kind of weirded out by. So you have Michael McConaughey as the voice of Tattoo, mm-hmm. which I didn't see coming. I just assumed that they would have had Toshihiro Obata, who was the actual actor for Tattoo, do yeah. his own voice work. No. That threw me for a loop. Um, David McCarron McCarran is the voice of Shredder, and James Sato, Saito is the actual Shredder. That's another one that kind of threw me. Yeah, But I guess because the amount of dialogue that Shredder had, that maybe James Saito didn't have. Did Tatsu the,
1: actually talk, really? I mean, I'm thinking, like, I know there's a lot of grunts, like, hurr, hurr, hurr.
0: He does. He has like, a, uh, he has a line with Shredder where he talks about the turtles got away or something.
1: Okay. Yeah, and then it's Shredder very He
0: says that line where he's like, there's something about the way they fight that troubles me. Something- That's a fin- great line. <laughs> you know, and you're like, well, I, like I actually was almost, I was this close to having like all of Shredder's lines because like all of his lines are great. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Like even the part where it's just like, uh, it's like uh, Splinter the rat. <laughs> <laughs> so it had a name or <laughs> had a name and you're like, Oh God! I actually have a quote where well, the one is the one where he goes, uh, uh, "You are here because the outside world rejects you."
1: Ooh, I love that. He's you got know? such a fantastic oh. voice too. Like it's just,
0: I yeah, like oh,
1: really, so good.
0: It's a shame how awesome he was in this movie and how completely bullshit he was in the second movie. Yeah, just.
2: Ugh. yeah,
0: I don't know. i I even like watched a, a couple of document or not a couple of
2: documentaries, a
0: couple of like what happened type things, and obviously the second one's trying to gear more towards kids. Big time. Which, which I get, I mean I understand it completely it's It's just hard because you have such a perfect synthesis of both formats. Yeah, you know, because um, like watching this again. I don't see any instance where I could, where I would say, I don't know if kids should be watching this, you know, Mm -hmm. because nobody really gets killed in this movie except technically shredder. But even then, I mean, even as a kid, I remember just being like, Oh, shredders dead, but it was cool because it put a fear in me to never, ever go into dumpsters or garbage (laughs) trucks because I didn't want to end up like Shredder, right?
2: <laughs> That's um, funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I was, I just, I remember distinctly being like, "I'm never ever going to go in there," because <laughs> you see how easy it was for him to get killed. <laughs> but all the Foot Clan, they just get the shit kicked out of them. Not one of them gets killed, and I don't think there was any instance, even where I was like, "Oh, they might, they might have died through that one." You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Because, uh, like, in the second one, they go so far as to never using their weapons, aside from a couple of instances, but almost exclusively just punches and kicks. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is, right?
2: Yep.
0: Oh, uh, I forgot. two, uh, Three more people. Three more people on this cast list, and then we can just gush about this movie.
1: All right. Uh,
0: first of all, Sam Rockwell as Head
1: Thug. And Every time I Skeet. watch this movie, I'm like, oh, Rockwell. <laughs> you know who else were uh, were thugs in this movie, though they were uncredited? Hold on. Skeet Ulrich and Scott Wolf. That's right.
0: <laughs> well, the it does his research. <laughs>
1: That's funny. It's funny that the three biggest stars that come out of this were all thugs, nameless thugs.
2: Actually, I wouldn't say the
0: biggest stars. Like Sam Rockwell is a legit star. Oh, yeah. Now, to this day, no S- one else in this movie.
1: Ski S- 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 went pretty high there for a bit. And then he's...
0: He went, but then I, I think was it after Scream? That was his apex.
1: No, he was doing some other movies. I remember uh did that one with Cuba Gooding Jr. called Chill Factor.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's that was a good that's movie. That's officially what killed his career though. That was a good movie though. It's
1: that was a good fun. movie. I, I
0: like that movie. That's a fun I, I actually, movie. I uh, I liked that one and uh Reindeer Games was another one where I was yes. just
1: like I like reindeer so games.
0: Fucking bullshit, but they're great movies. Like they're good <laughs> movies. I shouldn't say great. Like they're good yeah. in the sense that like I'll watch them and I'll be like, oh my god, I can't <laughs> I can't get over this. I think uh, that's Scott uh, Wolf,
1: yeah. Scott Wolf's not a big star, but I mean he's bigger than well, pretty much all the main people in here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean
1: besides Elias Cotes. He Elias Cotes did pretty good with his career.
0: Yeah, I guarantee you more people will be able to pick out Elias Coteas over Scott Wolf. Yeah. Every day of the week. So um oh, you know what my first point is? This is a perfect blend of action, comedy, and heart.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. It really is, though. I mean, it, it starts off just really fun. You get the silhouettes and everything in the in the sewers, and
0: no, it actually starts off fairly serious. The world building is immediate. It's New York. Yeah. In a crime wave.
1: Yep. And they got the whole April O'Neil show, reporting it.
0: Yeah, she's she's reporting it, and they're doing a montage about how these people are getting ripped off, and they show. Quick glimpses of the foot to give you an idea of, oh, okay, this isn't just your regular, like, quote unquote, crime wave. Yeah. And then on top of that, they also give you a really good idea of what kind of a character April is because immediately she's just like, and the cops apparently are doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say the cops, but she says specifically, the commissioner doesn't seem to want to do anything type of thing. And i remember like, every time I watch it, I'm always just like, oh, yeah. That's that's right. <laughs> so then, so <laughs> that's like, so that right away, I was just like, man, that's awesome. That's so awesome that they they do that right. Away. And then you're right, like, then right away, they give you the, the quick glimpses, like they have, you know, the foot try on attacker, and then lights go out. Yeah, you hear fights, you hear that, fight, fire, fire, yeah, you hear Michelangelo, and then, uh. And then you get the cops show up and everything. And then you get that awesome scene where, you know, you see Raphael looking under the, under the manhole cover because he left his side there. He didn't get his side, you know,
1: he goes down. He's like,
0: damn.
2: He's so, I love
1: Raphael's dams in this. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yes, it, it, lots of fun. You know, the, the pizza guy delivers to Michelangelo is actually the guy that plays oh, oh, oh. Michelangelo?
0: Yeah, actually, I, I forgot to mention that in my notes, but I actually have that.
1: <laughs> it's funny.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it is actually kind of funny. Leif Tilden, yeah. So he did the fight scenes as Donatello. Or sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Michelangelo, that's right. And then also did that scene. But that's, you know. But I'll, I'll never forget that line. man say... <laughs> for forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza.
1: Uh, so many great memories, man! Watching that movie.
0: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Um, I mentioned real quick. Uh,
1: My pizza, pizza box edition.
0: Yeah, I know it's 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 disappointing that it's filled with two other movies.
1: <laughs> no, it's got TMNT too. So we got two oh, out okay. of. Four good ones.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: But then even the discs look like pizzas.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's right. <laughs> <very cool. laughs> um,
1: okay. So I don't even know where to go with this movie because
2: there's movie so much, much that I love about
1: it. I love so much about it. Scene by
2: scene.
0: So the first time we see the turtles is in the sewers and they all look awesome. Like mm-hmm. they all look awesome and uh, you know, and I, I thought I never really noticed this, but like uh, Raph and Michelangelo are the only ones that really have their characters kind of more set in this movie. They're definitely banking on people being fans of the cartoons. Yeah. Of watching this because you don't really get a sense that Leonardo's the leader until the la- later half of the
1: movie. At the farm.
0: Yeah, which I actually thought of it as kind of cool because it's like, if we really think about it, this is the first time that they've ever actually gone out and fought crime. So they have, and they're kids, too. Like We always forget that they're teenagers, so they're sort of coming into themselves, And so it kind of makes sense that he may have been leader in name only at that point, mm-hmm. and he wasn't really acting like it until, well, his actions ultimately lead to what happened to Raft later in the movie, right? Yeah. And that's a big thing. Like his, his actions definitely lead to that. So, so at the time I was kind of like, oh yeah, they don't but they don't really flesh out Donatello as being a tech guy at all. Except until the second movie. That's when they right. start to really push it. But like I feel like if you didn't watch the cartoons, you would just kind of go, okay, so he's got the stick. Okay. That's pretty much it, right? He's a
1: stick turtle. lip.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The purple guy with the stick. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but anyway, so like I was saying, so you get to see the sewer, you get to see the turtles in all their glory, and they look incredible in this movie. Big like time. they really look incredible. Um, the only thing that I will say is I like when later cartoons or movies change their appearances. Right. So like I like how in TMNT Raph is bigger, bulkier, Uh, Leonardo is more uh, almost Bruce Lee-esque, right? Mm -hmm. And I like how almost all of them have Michelangelo being the shortest out of all of them. Yeah. And in some cases, like uh, the Nickelodeon show, Donatello's the tallest, but he's almost like a straight line, right? Yeah, he's
1: just really lanky.
0: Right. So when they do stuff like that, I I really got a kick out of that. But I'm not going to fault this for not doing that because their heads, like, their faces all look distinctly different. hmm You know? Yeah, and they it's have not, different faces. Yeah. They have different faces, and they have different, you know, belt tires and stuff like that. So it's still – and, you know, they have the different colored bandanas, but they yeah. all look so good. They look like great. I mean,
1: Actually, you know what? Personally, I've always liked it more when they look the same but but different faces. Because, I mean, turtles aren't all friggin' different sizes when they – Get bigger they're all pretty relatively close to looking like turtles, no, but I
0: think the reason why I like it is it just means more people can get into it, right yeah, like if you're uh if you're a bigger guy and all your buddies aren't, you might gravitate towards Ra a little bit more, right? yeah, you know what I mean like uh, but I also just think visually it looks cool, but like I said i I don't have any issues with what they did in this movie.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: only in later movies where I start to go, oh guys,
1: let well, I me. Mean- yeah, because in the, the original cartoon series, they all look the same, right? Yeah, exactly the same. And in even the original comic books all look the same.
0: Yeah, and more so, more so in the comic books.
1: Yeah, because they didn't all have advanced. different bandanas. You can only tell them different from the weapon they had.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Although, um, before I forget, I love that the comic book itself was made to critique 80s comic books at that time, in particular Daredevil.
2: hmm <laughs> Yep. And actually
0: have Daredevil technically in uh, the original comics continuity.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> By having it, the, the chemical that made the turtles is what blinded uh, Matt what Murdoch. What blinded him, yeah.
2: because <laughs> cool. It was,
0: one of the canisters fell off the truck, went yep. into the sewer, and that's how we got Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles.
1: Has there never been a Daredevil TMNT crossover comic book?
0: I don't think so. And I'm, it's a huge so wasted opportunity because you could have the foot fighting the hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and you could have a stick fight splinter. See what yeah. I mean? Like the similarities, like it's hilarious. Once you realize you're like, it's actually funny how how many of them are there, but it's either way. So um, I I have to say though, because I am a, more of a Leonardo guy now, but I was a Raf kid when this movie came out. Oh, me too. I was I a RAF, Raf kid right up until TMNT. I mean, I know you're still a Raf guy, and there's no, no issues with that at all. I, I just ended up becoming more of a Leo guy, but I was a huge fan of Raf here. And you can tell very much so that this was pretty much a Raf and Leonardo movie, but more so Raf in this one than anything else.
1: You, well you, there's a lot of Raph. there's a lot of Raph in the first act but in the second act he kind of sits it out he's knocked out the whole time well
0: and I think that's part of it right because Raph drives the plot up until they you know up until the big scene yeah. um which I'll get to because that's one of my my big things but and then after that I think it, again it's like I was saying it's like they're now they're starting to come together and say okay well we're got to work as a team and this is where they start going okay well you know, Leo stepped up. He's he is the leader. It's not just yeah, Splitter said you're the leader, whatever. It's okay. He's the leader, and then they all start to come into their own and work to their strengths and play off each other's weaknesses. So, like, it's it, it makes a lot of sense to do it that way too. Yeah. Um. Plus, like, I mean, if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have that awesome scene where Raph meets Casey Jones for the first time. Like. We could literally do this, and every single scene of this movie is me going like, yeah, this is fucking awesome. This is this oh, is awesome. Oh,
1: man, when Casey sees Raph for the first time, he's like, what, are you some kind of punker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. and, and he's just like, uh, these guys need to be taught a lesson, and Raph's just like, not like that. Not by you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and then it's like, is that a whole cake? Who's taking back? Tell me you didn't pay money for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then they have like their 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 fight or whatever, and and of course again you get another like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say like part of this it like nowadays like I think about it and like this fucking turtle is just strolling around in a hat and a trench coat. Nobody blinks, right? Nobody. <laughs> today that would never fly. You'd ne- you'd have to wear pants at least. <laughs> well, today
1: they think just think you're a cosplayer.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah, maybe today would be the perfect time to do it because yep. they would be a sweet costume, bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: go right to a comic convention and just walk around without any clothes on.
0: <laughs> you know, um but I also love like right after that you get that scene with Splinter where he's basically saying like, "Hey, man, like you gotta fucking." calm your shit
1: <laughs> you know i loved splinter in here just the way he played off and you know like the the talks yeah. he gave to his sons and then watching him when he was a little rat in the boobs
2: <laughs> yeah
0: you know and it's i uh I, that was the one change watching the movie that threw me because i had actually watched uh the cartoon enough to know that like in the cartoons and they even showed in the opening sequence is that like in the cartoon uh Himato yoshi is Splinter? He becomes mm. Splinter because of the mutagen and touching a rat or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: So then, in the movies where it's just the rat, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think in the uh, 2000s cartoon it was Hamato Yoshi as Splinter, but I want to say Nickelodeon. I think it was the same in Nickelodeon actually as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think the movie was the only one that did do... Yeah, but I think if you think about it, that's... It's almost easier to do it that way, I think. I think that's the way they... The reason why they did it, because it's almost too much.
1: It's... Yeah, it'd be too much. Yeah. And it was kind of perfect, too, because it gave that connection between Splinter and Shredder, right? That's right. That's right. Like when Shredder takes off his mask, and you just see the scratches...
0: But even that, like, that part there, like, I also like how, uh, like, Splinter even drip-fed that part, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I I forgot, like, so, uh, oh, okay, so, you know, we have this scene with uh, Casey Jones and, and all that. And then now we have uh, this awesome scene where, like, basically, Shredder's just like, shut this bitch up. <laughs> just <laughs> shut her up, okay? because she's digging dirt on us and this is over with. So I, it's like, um, the foot soldier holds out his hand and just goes like that. <laughs> 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 it's like, so, um, there was like a dated racially insensitive joke where she's like, what am I, laying on my Sony bills? I heard that this time around and I was like, ooh, okay, all right, that'll probably get cut. <laughs> your mouth will get you into trouble miss o'neill shut it (laughs) but that seems awesome because you get to see the foot and you get to see Raph kick the fuck out of the foot and then take april and then it leads into like originally telling a story about how the turtles and splinter came to be Mm -hmm. and it was actually really cool to see the little rat doing the moves and then teaching them how to do the moves and stuff like that which I, i thought was really cool too um way better than the ninja turtles reboot where they had it so that splinter uh who sounded italian
1: italian splinter yeah
0: yeah straight from the heart of japan <laughs> he read, he had they found a book that's right he found a book of ninjutsu in the sewers and that's how he trained them and, and i was like i was like no i don't like that at all I don't like that at all, but even so, like he's telling the story of April, and he says, and then uh, then we had to move, and I found myself with these four baby turtles, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I've never picked up on that before. <clears throat> um, ooh, here we go. Oh yeah, and then of course this leads into the whole rooftop scene. Yeah, and that whole rooftop sequence is so awesome because it starts off with Raph just kicking the fuck out of guys and then eventually he gets so overwhelmed and and I remember like as a kid I remember like when you had those shots where they had him and they're just teeing on him right and he's getting hit and you're like oh god this is horrible mm. and they throw him through the window of uh her palatial apartment <laughs>
1: Yeah, he comes crashing through the ceiling, right?
0: She had a fucking skyline, <laughs> okay, <laughs> on a reporter's salary, and apparently she wasn't even the highest paid reporter in all of New York. I found that out till the end of the movie when she became the highest paid. The
1: highest paid, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> now you are, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then that whole sequence where they're fighting in the apartment and. You think, oh man, they're actually going to do this, and then they fall through the and they end up in the uh, uh, antique shop. That's where it gets real. And every single time I watch this, even like from the first time I watched it to even just a couple of days ago, I was like, oh yeah, this just gets rough. And they pull out axes and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's serious. Oh, the foot soldier that put the axe into the uh, the line, he got electrocuted. He didn't make it.
1: Yeah, he'd be dead. <laughs>
0: He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Probably why I have a, a fear of electricity. This movie is just... Right there. <laughs> yeah, just, just teaching all these life lessons here.
1: But yeah, it just like... It, it was almost like a video game, right? With the different levels. You know, rooftop really cool. apartment. Yeah. And it, and it just like the mix of the fight choreography and the cinematography. like It's beautiful. Like It's so well shot in these scenes. And you get to really see like the animatronics that the Jim Hansen Company did, like in action, and it looks yeah. wicked. Like these look like real turtles.
0: The animatronics is actually really cool because they're moving the eyes and the mouths while these guys are also doing these incredibly martial art moves.
1: Yeah, but... yeah, they're they're in there, and then someone is like operating the it head. Crazy. And... It's... Yeah,
0: like oh, and. I also really like the switch too because, like, these turtles aren't taking it. They're not taking it seriously. It's just they're they're fighting and they're gonna kick the foot soldiers because they're you know they're ninja masters. Yeah. And then once uh they get to the antique, they start realizing this shit's crazy. Like this is getting real here. And then Casey Jones shows up.
1: <laughs> shows up, sees his He's buddy like, hey, on the uh, ground.
0: What are you guys doing with my little green pal over there? <laughs> and he looked awesome too with the, the mask,
2: and the, the whole hair off and like...
0: everything. Like and he was in sweatpants. Like he was fighting crime in sweatpants. Yeah. Like, how how baller is that?
1: <laughs> but, I love uh, Casey Jones so much in this movie.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm actually this is one of my favorite takes with uh, Casey Jones because like in you know, a cartoon. They didn't really do too much with him, but he was, uh, I think he was only in two episodes. Yeah. But he was considered to be psychotic because he was supposed to be a spoof of Batman. So he was a crazy guy just beating people up and he thought he was a, a hero. And the comic books, it was the same thing too. And I think in the 2000s cartoon, they they did something similar as well. Whereas in TMNT, it's, I feel like it's definitely from this. Uh, canon, so it's just him older, right? Right. Um, But this is awesome. I'm glad they didn't do any of that, like, split personality or psychotic stuff. It was just a dude just looking at the world and saying, no, 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 no. I'm not standing.
1: It's just going to stop.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, from there it just breaks off into this, like, reconnection. So Raph's got to get better. Yeah. You know, and and Leo is torn up because he he said, hey, leave. We don't need you. Yeah. You know?
1: And uh, and it's they have to regroup. So, like, lots of times in these types of movies, if if the action and everything just, like, stopped and and they went to, like, a farm. And, and the, the farm sequence is quite a long sequence. It's probably 40 minutes at least.
0: Uh, like, I think it's only about 20 minutes.
1: Really, because it it feels longer, but not not in a bad way. It's like like I, I actually, I love it. It
0: might be twenty minutes, almost half hour.
1: Because I don't think I mean a long lot long. is going on there, right? They're like Dontell is fixing the truck with uh, Casey Jones with Casey, and they're,
0: and they're busting each other's nuts with the alphabet.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chrome uh, dome. <laughs> Leo is watching a uh, watching over Raph in the tub. Yep. And then uh, who who drew the picture? Danny, right? Danny drew the picture? No, April. Oh, April drew the picture. April oh, right. She gives it to Danny. Or Danny gets it.
0: No, no. She gives it to Danny. He, he likes, uh, he likes, he sees him and he says, oh, you drew this? And she says, yeah. He says, well, can I have one? And she says, yeah, yeah sure.
1: It's a great picture. Um,
0: it is. It is actually a really great picture. Um, oh, and then, of course, you get to see uh, Casey Jones, Slowly but surely wear down April to the point where she doesn't think he's repulsive.
1: Yeah, took a while, but he got there.
0: <laughs> well, he was he was a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> he was a flat-out douchebag when it came to women. So not surprised. Um, but we forgot the part where because uh, it happened so quickly, they meet April. They have a great time with April. They go mm-hmm. back to her apartment. You know, they hang out, but they get tailed. When Raf is bringing April back to the sewer so the foot knows where the turtles are, they take Splinter. And I remember, I'll, I'll, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie and not be like, oh, God, they got Splinter. And then, so, uh, the reason why I bring this up is because it's interesting because you have Raph, uh, or sorry, you have Leo, who feels responsible for how Raph turned out. You know, he feels like it's his fault. You also have Raph who feels responsible for Splinter going missing because it's his fault. None of this would ever have happened if he didn't pick take April with her or with them back to uh, to her place or to their place. So it's it's kind of cool how they do that. The both guys are both dealing with feelings of uh, regret because of their actions. <clears throat> um, so again, it, it it leads into that like heart. Warming moment when Ralph wakes up and they're both just kind of like, Hey, look, I'm sorry, you know? And I'm just like, Man, that's so great. It's a Kodak moment, as Donatello said. Kodak moment. <laughs> <It's a> Kodak <laughs> moment. Oh, uh, before I forget, too, um, I-, I love when they start training again and they're sore and they grab turtle wax. <laughs> <laughs> wax on, wax off. It's so stupid because you're like, That's not what it's used for. But okay, whatever, you're t- <laughs> turtles. Um, uh my one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is when leo is meditating you know and he he reaches out and he finds splinter and he, now he knows he's alive yeah and then they have that uh fire scene the campsite scene yeah. where you know i and i i get emotional every time i watch this movie so i'm not even gonna attempt to do the lines but i just I get, but i think like for this movie it's awesome that you have this sequence for like the kids that are watching it and the adults and stuff where, cause once the whole thing is done where Splinter essentially says like, you know, I'm alive and I'm proud of you all stick together, blah, blah, blah. They're all overcome with emotion. All four of these uh, brothers are now like crying openly, you know? And it's not like, not one of them goes, Hey, toughen up. Like not even rap. Yeah. It doesn't say anything like, Oh, you know, or tighten up your shell or whatever (laughs) uh, generic, you know, they're all just like, and they start embracing each other. So I I think it's kind of nice to see it's such a early, like 1990s, like this is still men are men. You Mm -hmm. don't cry. You don't ever, uh, you only bang women. That's it. You know, that's, there's nothing else. Uh, And so to have like four protagonists openly saying, we're crying and we're going to console each other is actually really cool. And it's a beautiful scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> I don't think I've ever seen that scene and not got a little misty. Oh, ad. I get choked
1: up every time. Every time. Just, it It, it starts with, like, what Splinter's saying to his sons. Because, you know, like, I'm close with my dad and everything. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I feel that. And then when, when it ends and they're all, like, tearing. And f- yeah. being animatronics and make it look like it's actual people crying, like,
0: you know, and so well I always done. get it. I always get it because because uh, I didn't have that relationship with my dad, so it was just kind of like like longing for that type of thing, right?
1: Right, right. Different um, reason, yeah,
0: yeah, different reasons. But uh, it's just oh it's so so great. Uh, I'm gonna jump back a bit though, because uh, this is also one of my favorite uh, things in the whole movie is the entire introduction of the shredder is awesome. You know, like his
1: music, his music is awesome.
0: His music's awesome. But then it's that whole like the doors open. Yeah. And it's just him. And it's that silhouette. Yeah. Then he walks in.
1: He looks huge because of the silhouette.
0: Tattoo is like carefully pulling his cape over his fucking razor sharp shoulder pads. (laughs) And this motherfucker's decked out in purple. Yeah. You know, like he's not wearing like like really cool, like black or or whatever, he's just silver and purple, and this guy looked awesome, like so cool. and then, of course, like I said, he does that whole speech to this entire group of kids, like it's like uh, easily a couple hundred kids here, and he's yeah. just like I said, he's like, you are here because the outside world rejects you, and you're just like,
2: Ugh. and he
0: goes like, i this is your family now. I am your father, and you're just like. Holy fuck. I like guess it's, it's absolutely crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that because you have conversations with Splinter later when he's talking to Danny and he's just like, like, are you hiding from your second family now too? <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, because Danny feels so bad, right? Like he starts to get like feel really guilty seeing Splinter hung up there. Well, cause he starts to see
0: Exactly what's oh what Shredder and the Foot Clan are really all about and he's starting to realize that like you know his dad, Danny
1: like Danny ratted out the turtle location, right? So um
0: yeah, no, he did he ratted Shredder out. Finds the, the picture. He ratted out the apartment.
1: Yeah. and Shredder finds the picture.
0: He finds the picture later though.
1: Yeah.
0: Originally in this scene where we introduced the Shredder. Danny immediately says, I know where the turtles are.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I don't think he says, uh, I know where the, but he goes, he goes, he he
1: raises his hand.
0: He goes master shredder. And so he tells the shredder that he saw these turtles at April's apartment. And that's how they know to look in that area. And then later when, the turtles come back and they go into the, the sewer because of course they got to rest and and re, regroup before they take the attack to him. That's where he gets the picture. And then he has it on him when he's talking to splinter and splinters basically saying like, Hey, look, um, ah, man, I wish I had written wrote down that line. He said, um,
1: I, The dialogue is so good in here.
0: Uh, oh, he says, he says all fathers care for their sons. And I'm like, that's so awesome. Because he's basically saying like, oh, my dad doesn't care about me. And then that's when Splinter says, no, no, no. Yes, he does. Because we all do. And I was like, this is so great. Like, this is so beautiful. And he's saying these like little pocket metaphor parables, but it's, he doesn't have to speak any more than he's he's speaking because it's just cutting to the core and it's hitting these, these buttons. And you can even see Danny. Danny's like, shit <laughs> i'm mm. really fucked up here right
2: yeah <clears throat>
0: um yeah we're actually getting through pretty much the whole thing here we're we're at the last last hurrah
1: at this the point. last hurrah the final act yeah the introduction of cowabunga
0: <laughs> that's right that's right um but yeah so then we get into the last Batch of the movie where they just take over. They're they're taking back the city, they're gonna take down the foot, they're gonna take down Shredder. Um, although they they don't know about the Shredder. No, no, because for some reason Danny doesn't mention, oh hey, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like he ratted them out like a couple of times. You think that just once he'd be able to say, Oh, by the way, this guy's covered in razor blades. I don't know how you're gonna fight this guy.
1: But he doesn't really like Shredder, doesn't really show anything beforehand to sh- like show what he's capable of. Splinter knows what he's capable no, no. of. No, 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 he took those two guys out
0: fairly quickly.
1: Oh, well, yeah, those kids.
0: And almost killed the one kid. Yes. Yes, because Tatsu had to like check on him and was like, oof.
1: <laughs> Another grunt. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. here.
2: <Ooh. laughs>
1: <laughs> I was happy Tatsu came back in the sequel. As as not great as Secret of the Ooze can be, I mean, I was happy to see him in there again.
0: Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? Because if he didn't get arrested, he, of course, is going to still continue to spread the gospel of the foot and the shredder. Right? Yep. So it makes sense that he would do that. Um, yeah, plus, like, it was a good character. There was nothing it was wrong a good character. character. Mm-hmm.
1: I I actually really enjoyed that character,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially like uh, the fighting with Casey Jones. Yeah. like, and I and I enjoy this because it bothers me when you have like a seasoned martial artist fighting a guy who isn't at all, and the guy like holds his own against him. Yeah. In this movie, there's no pretenses. Tatsu is kicking the shit out of him. Just mm-hmm kicking the shit out of him it isn't until casey jones happens to get lucky and finds a set of golf clubs that now he's got a shot at beating him and it's only because tattoo didn't see this coming he gets a nut shot and then he gets smoked in the face yeah but it does lead to this line where casey goes i'll never say golf's a dull game
1: (laughs) but then he looks (laughs) at the other kids too right when yeah. When he's knocked out, what's he say to him? He's like, This is family? This is yeah. your family?
0: This, this is family? That's yeah. fam- That right there? That's family. I was like, man, this is so great. Like they just start to really tear down. And I mean, like, some of these kids are starting to see it too.
1: They're yeah. oh, starting
0: yeah. to see, you know. And if like they were getting
1: into this because it was fun, I mean, you look at the beginning of the movie where they're like roller skating or skateboarding around and smoking cigarettes yeah. and playing arcade games and
0: yeah it's like cigarettes and it's like regular or mental, Yeah, you know like <laughs> okay all right um although this is how my adult brain works now where i see scenes like that and i go if most of these kids are like street urchins that's got to be a horrible smell in that area
1: <laughs> like some of them it's do true, look though. like
0: they haven't bathed in a while so you yeah. have to figure like I don't know.
1: Stinky room. <laughs>
0: Can we go in a room where it doesn't smell like nutsack? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, so of course we get to the final battle where the turtles and Casey Jones is is just laying waste to the Foot Clan and it's awesome. And they're chasing them, you know, up to the roof. And what do you get? The second coolest intro for Shredder.
2: Yeah.
0: If, if this was the first intro, that long intro in the beginning, yeah, still would have been better because that was so cool to set the stage, but he just lightly touches down. Yeah. And everyone shits their pants. Like the turtles obviously they don't because they're just they know like,
1: they're, they're they're laughing about it. They're making fun of the guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um but that whole fight sequence was awesome. And I always forget how great it is because like nobody comes close to laying a hand on him until the later stages when Leo just cuts his arm. Yeah. That's it. Nobody else. And he just cut his arm. It wasn't like, like he was owning him and managed to cut him. He got lucky,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like he was just skilled enough to land that one hit. And I'm just like, I'm blown away every time. Cause like, they all, all of them get their asses handed to him. And I love it. Like, it, like Michelangelo's literally like, so at what point did we lose control here? <laughs> you know, because they really make it seem like the turtles are going to steamroll this guy and he kicks the shit out of them. And then, of course, after the cut, uh, that's when they start doing the whole, like, uh, you know, like, Leo goes like, this guy knows where Splinter is and he's just like uh oh no then they scene cut and then it's like he says the rat oh it had a name and he's like you lie and then he's about to kill leo and he makes them throw all their weapons right yeah and it's awesome because he's such a prick because he's like literally like the three of you could have overpowered me but instead you give up your weapons and i'm like prick you were kicking the shit out of four of them <laughs> you got the one guy that nailed you dead to rights but then you have splinter and i love that the, that's where you start to get the whole thing like uh, oh we you know because he's telling Danny that that's how we get that the origin story because he tells danny he says hey like i was my master himado yoshi and shredder were rivals although i knew him as a Roko saki oh that's that's the part i wanted to say he's like uh it's like I'm not sure what happened to him, but you wear his symbol on your brow. <laughs> Both Splinter and, and Shredder had some really wicked lines. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, and then yeah, he tells the scene where he, I leapt from my cage and clawing at him,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he at me, he took my ear. <laughs> yeah that's i wanted I, I can't believe i forgot that because of course it goes like i'll finish what i started with your ear
2: <laughs> Just,
0: <laughs> out of all the lines you're like that's a that's a shit line that one but uh oh, it's so good and, and it's so crazy too because of the guy that was like literally kicking the shit out of the turtles taken out with one move with one nunchuck by yep. splinter
1: it's really cool, you know, like to see that's the turtles, awesome. the heroes of the movie, like just going through the Foot Clan and then they get to like the boss and then he just totals them. As a that's kid, you're I'm like, doing. oh, my God, he's going to kill the Ninja Turtles. And then who comes? Their father and saves them.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, I love it. Oh, uh, that's so great. And then oh, he gets to go. Uh, he goes, uh, all of us die, Shredder. But for you, it's fate worse. Uh, oh no! He goes. Uh, but yours is yours is worse because you. And then, you know, Shredder tries to throw that blade at him, and he catches yeah. it, drops Shredder, and he goes because you will die without honor. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that's awesome! That's so
1: cool! He falls in the dumpster in case he goes. Whoops!
2: <laughs> yeah. Oops.
1: And <laughs> this that that helmet getting crushed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, oh, man! so I, good. And then, yeah, back up to the rooftop, and they're all hugging Splinter and everything, and then they're all saying they're one-liners. and
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Splinter like, says Cowabunga. Ditching, and then uh, Splinter goes, uh, I've always loved Cowabunga.
1: Cowabunga.
0: <laughs> and that's awesome. Like, it's so great. And then, of course, you get into that T-U-R-T-L-E power.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, a great I, I 90s theme
2: mention,
0: I forgot to mention this one I uh, just caught it but apparently uh, they had to get to Lairdman Island at one point in the movie oh really? yeah yeah. I actually was like wait what? I've never caught it before and I was like that's Lairdman. really cool Lairdman that's Island cool. yeah that was cool
1: apparently Kevin Eastman had like a, an, a cameo in it too somewhere
0: Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> what surprises me is that I didn't find that in my notes.
2: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I had friggin' Skeet Ulrich and Scott Wolf, and they were uncredited. Yep. I didn't have Kevin Eastman. <clears throat>
1: That's pretty cool. Good notes. Yeah, so
0: basically, long-winded way of saying, love this movie. Absolutely love this movie.
1: Yeah, this was a completely all-pro camcast. I have no cons.
0: Yeah, there's not one. Um. Oh, I forgot to mention that, uh, this was, uh, before I forget, the highest-grossing independent film. Because I always forget, this was an independent film. Um, <clears throat> but it was the highest-grossing because, while its budget was thirteen point five, it made two hundred and two million, and that stayed unbeatable
2: until what movie? Independent? What?
0: I'll give you the year, 1999.
1: 99?
0: Yeah, 1999, and it was, like, an unbelievable smash hit for an independent film.
1: Oh, man. Come on. Give me
0: a guess. guess.
1: Uh, 99, I'm thinking like 99. That was the year Matrix came out. Come on. Can't think of any indies from that year.
0: Okay, so while this one I always forget that it was an actual independent film because it doesn't look like an independent film, Yeah. the film I'm talking about that broke this record is 100% an indie film. Like You can see that this was an indie film from a mile away, and unfortunately... It spawned a
1: plethora
0: of pretenders, but I can't say anything else because it'll it'll give it away. Blair
1: Witch Project.
0: There it is. There it is. You got it. There it is. There it is. What part made you uh, guess it? Was it the plethora of pretenders?
1: You said that, and I was thinking. I was thinking like, I said it's got to be a horror because horrors have low budgets.
2: When
0: you and said in nineteen ninety nine I was like, Oh, he's probably got it because it's like what were the two hits in ninety-nine? Matrix and Blair Witch. And Blair Witch was it was the bigger one because its budget was something stupid, like fifteen thousand or something like that. Oh yeah,
1: it's not even a mil. It's well, I mean, look at it. It's a bunch of no name actors and a handheld that's camera. That's
0: what I mean. No name actors, uh handheld camera next to nothing so i think yeah i think it was like 15 g's
1: so i was thinking 20. i i know that the biggest um indie later on became uh that my big fat greek wedding right so when you right. said it held that record and then i was thinking until that but then you said 99 i was like no 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 it's newer than that so what was 99
0: mm. <laughs> yeah um and but My Big Fat Greek Wedding is another one where I forget that that's an independent film because it doesn't look like an independent film.
1: No, no. Like, as an
0: example, like, so I, uh, Blair Witch, yeah, that's very much an independent film. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, like Evil Dead. Evil Dead is very much, very indie. Yep. There's no mistaking that that was done on shoestring budget, as they say. Yeah. Whereas this movie, like, it's, it's crazy that an independent film was given 13 million. You know, <clears throat> yeah. but I mean, but that's like a, a huge multiplier, too. Uh, well, it's massive. Almost 15 times the budget.
1: I'm not surprised the sequel came out only a year later.
0: No, I'm not, but it's at the same time, I'm disappointed, though. Yeah. Like in retrospect, as a kid, I was all over it. I was like, yeah, we don't have to wait a million years.
1: I mean, but the, like the turtles were so huge at the time, they could have waited another two or three years for a sequel, made it way better. Yeah, but I
0: think at the same time, I, I don't know if waiting an extra year, let's say that it was a two years in between. I don't know if waiting an extra year would have made the movie any better because of where they were going they were going to gear it more towards kids regardless yeah which you know like i'm not gonna fault them okay like i'm at a point now where if i want to watch ninja turtles i'll watch ninja turtles if i don't want to watch the second or the third i won't watch them i don't have to i don't even have to acknowledge them right yeah. and if people love those movies good i'm glad you love those movies okay if you love the original cartoon, and you hate everything after that, fine. <laughs> okay? Like, just, just don't come at me and, like, shit on me because I like others. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, you like what you like, don't like what you don't like, but just be happy that people are watching this stuff. Um, but again, because they're gearing it more towards kids, and yes, I know like I said, we'll probably never do
1: Turtles 2 or 3, but we will. We have to do Turtles Oh, we will. 100%. Um yeah, you know, I don't nice. mind doing that because I, I like the second. It, it's cheesy fun. It's not no, it's not a masterpiece like the first, but it's yeah, still fun. Exactly. Film.
0: It's it's when of you time
1: Turtles it, of time is hard to get through.
0: <laughs> it's when you compare it. And that's that's my problem, is I'm comparing it to the first one as yeah. opposed to just looking at it like, okay, I can watch this like like I did with TMNT. TMNT, I looked at it like, okay. It's it's new version of Ninja Turtles. I liked that they referenced the old stuff, but you didn't really know that until the end of the movie. Right. You know what I mean? There was no indication that it had any canon at all until the end of the movie. So I was a I but I was just like, you know what? Let's just enjoy it for what it is. Same with the Nickelodeon show. I was just like, you know what? It's a new version of the Turtles. Let's go with that. Mm-hmm. The problem with the live action Ninja Turtles was and I think part of it is because of the internet. But when I saw the designs, when I, I heard that originally it was because uh, they were aliens from another planet, you know, you're, I was like, uh And then you see the actual new designs, and that they're mutants uh, again, but now they're eight feet tall. It was it was really hard for me to get into because it was too much of a departure. From what I'm accustomed to. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, I know you're saying uh, you like it when they're all the same, except for their heads are different. And sort of why I like that too. But I also, like I said, with the Nickelodeon stuff, I like that they look visually different. And it's not just Donatello has 14 glasses on his face because he's a nerd, you know? <laughs> or.
1: Uh, well, I think, I do believe Nickelodeon did the, they were behind those remakes.
0: Yeah they they were but well because Nickelodeon owns the rights now. Okay. So uh they did the cartoon and then while they were doing the cartoon uh they wanted to do live action. Okay, fine. Uh they just made the mistake of going with Michael Bay. They should never went with Michael Bay and his production company for that that movie yeah. in particular. Yeah. Cuz again, like I said, like uh like out of the shadows is better across the board
1: really feel like that should have been the first movie If that would have been the first movie i think they would have had a a, a franchise that would have continued for a while yeah because like it i mean
0: i don't want to get too much involved in that one because we'll probably cover those as well too because eventually at some point we'll cover amazing spider-man woman Two. so we'll have to cover we'll do it all everything. eventually Everything. everything but like uh, like I mean if they tweak the second one just enough I mean Mecha Shredder like what the hell were they thinking he didn't even look cool no what was my biggest problem was he didn't even look cool and it was just so crazy and then they make it out to be this huge cosmic threat in the first movie where Again, I guess I just, I like how grounded the the first movie is, where, you know, aside from the fact that there's mutagen out there that can make things anthropomorphic, aside from that, this is grounded in
1: reality. Very grounded, yeah.
0: The second one gets a little bit more fantastical, but it's not a huge leap. It's not like all of a sudden they're traveling in time. But other than that,
1: you know what I mean? Like, I mean? the first TMNT in a lot of ways reminds me yeah. of. The I don't crow.
0: know. I don't know. Yeah, very much so.
1: Because it, it it's grounded, but it still has that like fantastical, like story to it, right? I mean, like yeah. a guy coming back from the dead and going through this crow and everything.
0: Right. But the the cool
1: part is, is like if you take out the supernatural aspects of the crow yeah.
0: and the sci fi aspects of the Ninja Turtles. You still have a largely good movie.
1: Amazing movie.
0: It doesn't fall apart because those are crucial elements. Right. Those just happen to be part of the story. Right. <clears throat> you know, and that's like like I was saying with superhero movies. I look at that as the criteria. Without all of this, is this still a good movie? For the most part. Like, Endgame can only ever be a superhero movie.
1: Yes. You know? It's a superhero movie.
2: Yeah, and, it, exactly. and it's one and, it and, it, and it's
1: one that like really, I mean, it's an amazing movie as someone who followed the MCU. But if if someone doesn't watch superhero movies and they just start off with that, they're gonna be like, "I'm so confused right now."
0: I'd actually like if anybody actually sat there and said like, "Hey, Chris, like, uh, you know what? I've been ch- I've been meaning to check out Avengers Endgame, but I haven't watched any of the movies prior." Yeah. I would say, "Don't do it." Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean I mean
1: visually impressive, but you're not gonna have an idea of what's going on.
0: The uh you're gonna have an idea because it's not like it's that it's not a heavy movie to process, but you're not gonna get any of the emotional beats though. That's the part where No, you're not like gonna get any of them.
1: They're going back in time and 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 someone watching just Endgame will be like, Well, why? What happened yeah, to all these exactly. people? Well, why no, did they just kill that purple guy. <laughs>
0: That's what I mean. So the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, they do recap, they say, you know, we lost and, you know, the snap happened and Thanos killed half of the population of what I assume is all of civilization, right?
2: Yeah.
0: And these are the people that are left over. So they kill Thanos and it doesn't do anything. So it's not like you have to watch all 21 movies to get to understand all of that. Mm But. I mean, when you hear Sam say, hey, Cap, on your left, you're not going to be like, oh, that's awesome! And you're not going to be like totally like geeking out when all the portals open up and all your favorites show up and then all of a sudden off in the distance, Spider-Man swings up and when you're in the theater, everyone is like clapping at Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. You're not going to have that moment, you know? You're not going to be morally wrapped with the ending when cap decides to have a life with peggy instead of going back to be captain america and when at first i was like ah but he would never do that right right but then i was thinking about it he says it best he goes well you know uh, i was just thinking maybe i take some of that life that tony's telling me to to have and i was like you know what yeah I'd, Maybe it is about time that this guy actually is is a little selfish this time and says, no, 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 I'm going to get laid. (laughs) I'm going to spend the rest of my wife's life with her. I'm going to be with Peggy Carter because all I've ever wanted to do was be with Peggy Carter and have that dance. So, yes, you deserve it, Kath, you know. know? Or you're not going to suddenly find yourself tearing up And almost bawling like a baby when Tony Stark sacrifices himself to save everybody, Mm -hmm. like I did. I would have never, ever, if never, to this day, and and for the rest of my life. I will always say I would never have thought that I would have sat there and said, I can't believe they killed Tony Stark. And he waited such a cool way. And he saved everybody, but he had a kid and you know, like I, I never I don't think I would have ever shed a tear for Tony Stark and yet so I so that's what I'm getting at is maybe don't not necessarily watch all 21 movies but at least watch the Avengers
1: I would at least watch phase 1 to get an idea of who the main guys are
0: Yeah I would say phase 1 and then the Avengers if you want to cut out all of that, but you have to you have to at least watch the Avengers movies. Yeah, I mean, I argue that with Avengers, you get enough of each of the characters right away that you can watch it without watching Phase One. Phase One complements the Avengers as it should, but it's not necessary viewing.
1: Right, right.
0: Avengers Two is where it gets a little stickier because they started- too, I feel like
1: you would really only have to watch to see vision and and where that stone came from
0: I uh, I still think it is required viewing it is required viewing
1: okay like for me really I say phase 1 Guardians of the Galaxy so you can understand the relationship between Thanos and Gamora and Nebula yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that's right that's right
1: and uh maybe Doctor Strange in Civil War. Civil War,
0: yeah, Doctor Strange, yes.
1: Uh, you don't have to watch Captain Marvel. It's a prequel. It doesn't, you know.
0: Yeah, you don't have to watch Captain Marvel. Uh Black Panther you no. Watch, you don't have to watch Black Panther, but you should because it's still mm. a largely good movie. But like yeah. that would be not required viewing for it. Um Believe it or not, I would say Thor 2? Uh, no, you wouldn't really need to. You just know it's a stone.
1: That's,
0: yeah. Yeah, you don't really need to know the, what that stone does. You just know that it's a stone for the gauntlet. Hmm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, think, that's I think,
0: yeah, phase one for sure.
1: Maybe, maybe if you're going to watch Thor, maybe, maybe Ragnarok, just because it leads right into Infinity War.
2: Yeah.
1: Maybe. I don't yeah, know.
2: Maybe. Maybe. I don't want to
1: say Ragnarok because of my obvious reasons, but the end of Ragnarok leads directly into Infinity War.
0: I I, I will say this though: I am going to have to rewatch Ragnarok because uh, there's a lot of really good stuff in there, and it's there not is. like there is. Um, bro, Jock Thor doesn't kill the movie
2: because yeah. like
0: Hulk is awesome. Uh, Hella is amazing. Yeah, hell is absolutely amazing.
1: Hell is a standout for me in the movie,
0: exactly. Uh, searcher was awesome to look at, <laughs> that was about it.
1: <laughs> that was about it, yeah,
0: except for the ending that that, that part was really cool, too. But, the ending yeah, so, was
1: cool.
0: but I wouldn't say Ragnarok is, is required, no, no, but yeah, I, I, agree you know with,
1: I'm gonna rewatch that. I'm gonna rewatch Ragnarok.
0: I, I agree with your assessment, phase one for sure. Guardians, uh, Civil War. I guess, yeah, you couldn't skip over Avengers too.
1: Mm, yeah, I mean... I, no,
2: I
0: don't think so. I don't think... I, I, would keep,
1: gonna- I would keep Avengers 2. I keep all four Avengers, yeah. Civil War, yeah. the Phase Ones, Guardians, and maybe Doctor Strange just because...
0: No, I would I and the portals would also agree and with,
1: everything opening up and shit.
0: I would agree with Doctor Strange because um because it does really lay the groundwork for what yeah. you see in Infinity War and then of course in uh, You don't
1: have to watch the Spider-Mans because Spidey's introduced in Civil War. Right, but you should because but
0: you, you should, but yeah, you should. You should. Although uh I gotta say, like I've been thinking about this a little bit more so. Um, I'm almost tempted that, to think, like, maybe we should do retrospectives, like look backs, just to say, like, hey, did we change our mind on this movie or not? So that's why I was suggesting rewatching Ragnarok again, because the more I think about it, the more and more I'm, like, out of the two, Homecoming versus Far From Home, Homecoming is the better Spider-Man movie, not so
2: much Far From Home.
1: You know me. I, mean, I feel like neither is really a true Spider-Man movie.
0: No, but I I, I agree. Um, uh, no, I, I would say the first one is especially like the last half like we talked
1: about. Whereas in the second one If they would have cut out the Tony Stark shit in the first, it would have been a pure Spidey movie.
0: The only thing is, is that they couldn't cut out the Tony Stark stuff because then it would be weird. I mean, he literally recruits him in Civil War, Yeah, gives him the Stark suit, and then we have an entire movie where we don't even reference him?
1: No, I mean, you could reference him. But I feel like having him in there takes away from Spider-Man.
2: It did, but that's
0: why the end, the last half hour 45 minutes of that movie is so great is because it's it's Peter saying no, 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 I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. With or without the suit. So that's where I get it. And because in, in both movies, the Spider-Man aspects is that the plot happens largely because of choices that Peter makes. So Peter makes what he thinks is the right choice at the time. And in retrospect, it's the wrong choice. And then he has to deal with the fallout. Yeah. Because that's what all Spider-Man 2 was. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1. These are all just choices that he... Spider-Man PS4, these are all choices that he's made that he thinks are right. And yep. while a lot of good happens, bad things happen. And I think that's probably why Spider-Man PS4 is so great is because at the end of the day, Spider-Man's the character where he loses even when he wins. It's very rare that he can fully, truly win. Right. You know what I mean? Um, except in Spider-Man 2, because he won. <laughs> <laughs> you know he turned doc doc back he brought him yep. back from the brink and he yep. just he was just himself he said hey look these are what you said to me and this is what uh, was said to me too so he brings doc doc back and redeems himself by saving uh, you know new york and then of course peter gets mary jane so
1: and that's why it's a masterpiece
0: yeah where spider-man ps4 is a mass is a masterpiece because it still gets mary jane he still gets. He gets to buddy up with Miles. Yeah, but he has to. He has to say bye to me.
1: <clears throat> I'm looking forward to doing a top ten superhero movies of all time with you one day.
2: That's going to be tough, though.
1: Comic like comic book movies, not just superhero, but comic book movies. Because
2: <sighs> that's going to be like, tough. <laughs> everyone looks at the
1: DC and they look at the MCU, but I mean, there are so many great ones like. <laughs> Right there alone. That's a comic book movie. Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah, the Ninja Turtles.
1: Uh, Ninja Turtles. You know, like Crow, Mystery Men.
0: There's a a lot of great '90s movies. You're just not going to reference the fact that I said Jonah Hex twice, right?
1: Oh, I must have been talking, and you cut out. Cool.
0: That's
1: the one. No, we do have to do a Jonah Hex, a Jonah Hex, Catwoman double feature.
0: Nope. No, we don't. We do not.
1: (laughs) No? Nope. A little bit of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen?
0: Uh, That's on the list for sure. But I I think what we could do uh, would be a nice little like Meteor Man and Blank Man. I think Mm. that would be a nice cam cast.
2: Mm, Both great
0: movies. Both
1: great movies. Uh, I love Blank Man. So much. I I love both those movies, though. Like Meteor Man is also really good too. Meteor Man, I don't really like. I I have seen it, but I don't have really any memory of it whatsoever.
0: Well, because you probably seen when it came out.
1: Yeah, which was like ninety two. Watch it again. Ninety one.
0: That's what I'm gonna say.
1: It's old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Okay. So that is the thirtieth anniversary of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Yep. So you're not one. gonna
1: sing it. Are you gonna sing
0: it? What? T Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Here turtle
1: power. See, I, yeah. I gotta read lyrics. I need lyrics for this shit.
0: Well, I just sang a chorus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna try. You you just stole the spotlight there. It's all you. It's all yeah, you, buddy. Yeah. You're welcome.
2: Thank you.
0: You're welcome um so thanks again for checking us out on the uh covid version of the geek pants camcast um hey man we're making it work we're making it work i do i can't wait till we actually get to go back to doing it the way we normally do because then at least when we talk over each other when we play it back later we can still hear what we're saying you
1: hear both people (laughs) (laughs) it's like zoom chose this person
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, you spoke
1: first, you get to keep speaking.
0: That's awesome. Um, Okay, but like as always, thank you so much. We appreciate it. appreciate all our followers. Uh, If you like this, subscribe. If you really like this, send us a comment. Or how about this time, send us comments about who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Or what's your favorite Ninja Turtle version? Uh, Is it movies, cartoons, comic books, whatever? Let us know. Um, maybe even give us hints of uh, what you want to see out of our heat pants. Um, I think we have a monumental 100th episode coming up. Am I right, Kenneth?
1: That's right, Chris. About, uh, well, from now, probably about 16 episodes away.
0: Which is plenty of time for you guys to put in your votes for what we should do for our 100th
1: camcast
0: because our 50th one was so successful.
1: Yep. And yeah. if anything,
0: we'll do it like we did last time, where we'll take all of them, <laughs> all yeah, the if we only got
1: three, you might get another *Nacho Runner* 2049. And you know what? Bring it on! Bring, Bring it. it on! Yeah, that was that fun. That
0: was that was so great. Although, speaking of, uh, I know I was going into the outro, but the uh, *Blade Runner* 2049. I completely forgot about the fact that. Blade Runner 2049, they treat Decker's relationship with, and I forgot her name now.
1: um, Uh, Rachel?
0: Yeah. They treat it like it was a loving relationship. But in Blade Runner, regardless of what cut is out there, remember I talked about this, where he borderline rapes her, or pretty much rapes her? Mm Mm-hmm. And anything, that's Stockholm Syndrome. But I'll just leave it at that. So uh, we can be seen on YouTube. uh, We can be seen on Twitter. We can be seen on Facebook. We can be seen on Instagram. We can be heard on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, and uh, Apple Podcasts.
1: That's correct. All of those great places.
0: All of those great places. Also, check us out at
1: geekpantsmedia.com.
0: Ah, yes. I was... not gonna say that because I forgot.
1: Where uh, one day Chris will be writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, one day. I'm I saw that you win. signed
1: in. I saw that you're on there now. You're on the team. <laughs> I'm on
0: the team. I'm on the team. Uh, I know how to do it, so it's just a matter of uh, of doing it. And who knows? Maybe next time you guys see me, I'll be rocking my new uh, Spider Man shirt. What one of two. The two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which one I'm going to wear first, though, but it's probably going to be PS4. I'm
1: going to wear my PS4 one then, too. <laughs> you know what? I will let you know. And then we'll wear it together. All right. All right. And we'll talk about something not Spider Man related whatsoever. Not even close. I do not believe even close. next on the list is Gladiator.
0: <laughs> oh, that is the next one, eh? Yeah. Mm, Michelle's going to like that.
1: Hey, I you want to like help that? me watch
0: a movie for Geek? Game- Geek pants, and she's gonna say, "Oh, which movie?" I say, "Oh, I don't know, seminal classic." Because she hates it when I say that, or I shouldn't say she hates it, but she's like, "I don't know why you say that."
1: Because it's gonna be a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> well,
0: because I, uh, I, uh, what the hell was it? I think the first time I ever said it was in reference to Zoolander. <laughs> 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 I know oh, it's sem- a
2: seminal,
0: come on, seminal classic Zoolander, and she's like Zoolander. <laughs> Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like that movie's the one of the funniest movies of all time. And she's like, no, it's it's stupid. And I said, well, no, it, it is stupid. <laughs> I'm not saying. I agree with that. Like, you know, this isn't like uh, Kierkegaard or Shakespeare. It's just it's well written and hilarious stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's stupid. It's about a model who's an assassin.
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous
0: who can't turn left for the life of him. Like, come on. Merman, (laughs) daddy, (laughs) merman. And I love how fucking Vince Vaughn, (laughs) what's his face, John Boyd, all had the same Zoolander hair. (laughs) 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 And yes, I love that scene where he's just like, it's merman, dad. (laughs)
2: Merman!
0: <laughs> the, the commercial itself is so ridiculous. Uh, what is it? Uh, moisture is the essence of water. <laughs> yes. uh, could somebody pick Zoolander for our 100th Eat Fest? Because I almost feel like that's a movie we should live cast.
1: <laughs> yeah, really.
0: <laughs> oh God. Oh. Although I think we're saving our next live cast for a uh, Kung Fury 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, whenever that happens.
0: Yeah, what's what's the drag on that one? Or soldier. <laughs>
1: Ooh,
0: but Soldier's the one we gotta drink while we're watching.
1: That's so. a drinking one.
0: That's the one. That's that's our first drunk cam. That's cast, where we we
1: stop cast. drinking. We we just drink continuously and we stop when Kurt Russell talks.
0: Oh yeah! Oh my God, we'll be sick after the first. We'll be half wasted of 20. by
1: twenty minutes in.
0: Yeah, twenty minutes in, we'll just be loaded. Yeah. Oof.
1: And then blackout by like an hour.
0: Yeah, I, I don't even think we'd be able to finish. The, we'd have to switch the rules up. Actually, is yeah. What it is.
1: I mean we can't take a shot when he talks or else we'd be totally sober at the end.
0: We could probably try to figure out all the Terminator similarities. There we go. That's that one was that's the one that Terminator was almost ripped off completely
2: from.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, our drinking camcast was supposed to be born uh born legacy. And we were supposed to oh, take a drink every time, every time they, they said chems. Cam- <laughs>
0: Yeah, every time they said chems because they say it so much in the first hour and a half. Yeah, we would we I geek can't
1: chemcast. <laughs> I
0: would <laughs> probably get sick. Oh, that's gross.
1: All um, right, everyone. All right. We will see talk you guys later. You later. <laughs>